I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We are part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. And with me, in the same room, in the same looking chairs, my friend Alex Spears. We're on YouTube. Good morning. Good morning. At 1.26 p.m., good morning. Yeah, we're in these beautiful houndstooth uh, wingback chairs. We've got matching houndstooth ottomans. Um, that we're resting around. I got my faithful dog at my side. Hank is here, live and in person. It's a beautiful setting. It's a great day. Yeah. It's a great great way to pod. Uh, I hope you're watching live on YouTube, and if you haven't, you can go search for us on YouTube. It's easily my favorite YouTube setting that we've ever had. I wish I would have dressed up, dressed up now that I'm <laughs> seeing what it looks like. I know. It's so ridiculous. Uh, so the Thunder lost yesterday on Christmas Day. 109 to 113 to the Houston Rockets in Houston. Paul George had 28 points, 14 boards. Westbrook, I thought Westbrook played okay yesterday. He didn't shoot the ball well in the second half. He really didn't play that well in the second half, but I thought his first half was awesome. Uh, He finished with 21 points, 9 assists, 9 boards, 6 turnovers. Uh, I feel like he's, he's on his way back to being normal Westbrook. He did make 7 of 10 free throws. Yeah, which the 7 is nice, but the 10... Actually, is more important. Did you know this is only the fourth time this season that Russ has attempted double-digit free throws? Interesting. And and that was part of, you know, his game was really a mixed bag on yeah. Christmas. But one of the things I did like was he did seem to be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Seemed to be one of his more aggressive games. He he had a few plays where he basically just outran the defense and got an easy layup. Yeah. Also had other plays where he got past <laughs> the defense and missed open wide-open layups. But that's okay. <laughs> Uh, the aggressiveness is what we're looking for because that's kind of yeah. what we saw at the beginning of the season when he first came back. All those shots around the rim, yeah. And so it was just—it was a weird night. He's had a weird season. Yeah, I still don't know how to feel. Three games and four nights for the Thunder. A weird, yes, w- weird to play in the afternoon. I mean, there's a lot of excuses that you can give the Thunder, but I really think it comes down to the fact that I thought they defended well, but I felt like. Every single second chance, the Thunder, I feel like they gave it their all, and then the, the Rockets would get these second chances, and the Thunder would just be like, oh. Right. Like, almost every time, it felt like they were just like, oh, come on. There would be like a bad bounce, or, you know, they, they didn't really out-rebound the Thunder by all that much, but Clint Capella just dominated the boards. Yeah, I think uh, in his athletic article, um, Brett Dawson said that OKC only had, what, what, what was it? Yeah, they had nine second chance points to Houston's twenty three. That's the game to me because I thought the Thunder on first on every first try, I thought they defended hard and well. I thought they defended everybody well, but then the second chances, I felt like the Thunder were just like almost too tired to give that second effort. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I didn't even think about until I read Brett Dawson's article because you know we think these guys are just superhumans. You know? Yeah. Um, he was talking about how this was their first road game for Christmas in a long time and how like yeah. all the extra logistics that go into that. Oh man. So, so yeah. the Oklahoma City Thunder franchise basically 
offered up the team plane to all these family members to try to keep people together over mm-hmm. Christmas. So there's just all these family members. You got to get them all into the hotel rooms. Yeah. Then they brought Santa around to all like all the players who had kids. Santa <laughs> came around to the rooms. I just like, that's all this stuff that you don't think about. And then they have to go and play this like nationally televised game. Yeah. And then we treat it like it's just a normal game. Right. Which it, it really wasn't. And it was a bummer that they lost. It was a bummer. Especially because they played so well in the first half. Yeah. Even when the offense wasn't clicking, they were playing so well defensively. I mean, James Harden did not look good in that first half. Mm-hmm. They were holding him in check, and then in the second half, it just fell. He took on. 35 shots yesterday. Yeah. And he kind of has to. And he was awesome yesterday. Like, I don't want to throw any shade at James Harden because he was awesome yesterday. And that was basically the difference. He just hit a super tough floater at the end of the game to win it. Right. And, you know, the Thunder did not play well in the second half. They really didn't get much from their bench. Dennis Schroeder has been in a weird slump lately. He's 5 of 11 for 10 points yesterday. I don't think he played a great game. Uh, and then, like, the bench overall, Noel didn't have much of an impact. He didn't have he had four blocks yesterday. I guess I didn't realize that. He was okay. Uh, Patrick Patterson continues to be so terrible that they decided to play uh, Abdul Nader <laughs> yesterday for 10 minutes. I, I understand trying Nader. Right. But you want to throw him out there for 10 minutes on national TV on Christmas Day. Here's the first time you played real minutes. And it's at the four. And it's at the four on Christmas. It's like, come on. Like, why don't you try that against the Wolves the other night or something like that? If you know you're going to try something new because Patterson, I mean, Patterson's getting to the point where he's unplayable. And they might just be better off having him be a a towel waiver. He played no minutes in the second half. Yeah. And this was the first game where I really was like, wow, that bench is a lot thinner than I thought, like even two weeks ago. Yeah. And a lot of it, you know, Abrinas was sick again. Yeah, we have some questions about Abrinas. <laughs> yeah. um, Patterson is now slumped to the point where you're wondering if it's a slump. It might just be. He might just suck. He might have caught the singler. Like this could be, he could be the next singler where he just I know. completely. It seems like he is the new singler. Wow. That's such a bummer. It is. Because at least singler had the personality for it. They've, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> the float tanking. Yeah. He had the man bun. It was a little more fun with Patterson. Like, I really liked Patterson. I, I was know. I on Patterson. I now know. it's just kind of sad. Yeah. But I think if Andre does come back, everything changes just a little bit. Because if Ferguson will be the guy coming in off the bench, I think that will help. Right. Uh, I, I, I just think they need a good defender on the court at all times on the perimeter. And I think Paul George, at this, like, Paul George has been awesome you know he, he had 28 points 14 boards i thought he was really good yesterday on the defensive end i thought he was great i thought the thunder defended the rockets well but the you know james harden makes just stupid shots austin rivers making those wide open threes the thunder just need a guy that can make a wide open three at this point yeah and trying out dre at the four is so much different than trying out nader at the four like oh if he gosh. was there and they and they wanted to do that because houston was going small yeah like there was a reason to want to go match them but it's so much yeah. difference when you have Dre there. Well, I don't know why they didn't try Deontay Burton. Like, why didn't they put Burton out there instead of Nader? Shocking. Shocking <laughs> well, that you would bring I mean, that up. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> that they could have played Deontay over <laughs> Nader. Because Nader didn't seem like he, he'd get the ball. He did a couple drives where he was kind of driving in a, like, circular motion. Yeah. And nobody re- he didn't really know what he was supposed to do. He took a couple threes. Uh, he missed everything. He... I just don't think that he was ready right. for yesterday, which is fine. Like most guys aren't ready 
And he's only a second year guy, but yeah, all of his movements were like the pathway of least resistance. He'd get yeah. to a spot and then either pass or something. There's a, there's one time where I thought, man, he should, should have just taken the three. Like that's should be his role. Yeah. Like stop. I don't think he needs to be putting the ball on the floor. Uh, but I wish they would have played Deontay in that spot. I think that he's he's played at least minutes in the NBA where he's not going to be quite as nervous. That is true. He's played more minutes than Nader, right? Like a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's played more than TLC, too, who wasn't active yesterday. But hmm. uh, Alex Sabrinas was missed because they just need guy. They need a knockdown shooter. Like, there's not one on this roster. Yeah, especially at the the beginning of the fourth quarter. Both of those bench units were out there, and they were both kind of disgusting. Oh, it was so bad. And you were just kind of waiting, like, when's Billy going to send back in the guys? Because it, it wasn't like any team was getting way ahead of each other. Yeah. But it just seemed like, oh, these are missed opportunities. Like, Houston doesn't have a lot out on the floor right now. Right. And then Russell went out there, tie game, but the, it still just got away from them. And that's going to happen. It's an, it. This feels like it counts more. I guess it does. Yesterday felt like the Thunder lost 10 games. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they ruined our holiday. Did it ruin your holiday? Mm, a little bit. <laughs> there is a question, I think. Yeah. Who asked it? On a scale of 1 to 10, how ruined was your Christmas yesterday? Uh, yes, yeah, so that was from uh, Jared KW13. What do you think? Where was yours at? So initially, I was a 10. <laughs> Completely ruined. But then, you know, Andrew, I looked around. Saw all the presents. The tree was beautiful. My family was smiling. Everyone was eating good food, enjoying good conversation. So I decided to lower it to a nine point five. So it's still pretty bad. But you got to take those other things into account. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't do anything to my day. Really? You just went on to the next game. All who cares? Next game. No, I turned on my uh, Super Nintendo with my kid. Hmm. Super Nintendo Classic. Yeah, that's escapism, Andrew. Everything just went away. You're dulling your senses. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I still think this team is really good. I, I think the Slender team is really good still. And, so, and now the Rockets fans are doing this thing where they're like, well, we're five and one against the best teams in the Western Conference right now. Oh, the we same, did that. Same thing we did last year. We and also, we beat the Rockets on Christmas Day last year. That's true. And so it just feels like to me, we've flip-flopped with the Rockets. Well, another flip-flop, I feel like James Harden is having the Westbrook MVP season. Yes. And I wonder if the same people who are like, Westbrook should not win. Like, what if the Rockets get in as like the sixth seed, but Harden legitimately has like just an insane, like he's averaging more points this year than he was last year. Yeah. He's, now that Chris Paul's out for a while, all those other counting stats are going to bump up. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, like he legitimately could have that Westbrook type year. and he I could bet, average a triple-double. I bet those same people <laughs> will be like, well, now it's different. This is different. It's different this time. Different this you don't time. understand. You don't understand. <laughs> they won 47 games. I get it. But listen. He dances. You have to watch. <laughs> have you seen the ballet that he's doing? I, that ballet stuff just still freaking kills me. Yeah. It's so dumb. He's he's not a fun player to watch. He's not. Well, he's really good, but he he's not fun to watch. He takes the most garbage shots. For the people that talk about how what a beautiful game he plays. It's just like, okay. Are you watching the same game I'm watching? And they act like his fouls. Like he had a few he had a rip through move on Jeremy Grant yesterday yeah, yeah, that yeah. wasn't called. Yeah, I saw that. And everyone like the announcers were like, Well, that's that's not a rip through. That's that's something different. Like yeah. he's just so sneaky, so good at it. That oh should have been called. It's like, no, that's a rip through. What's the difference? <laughs> Their hand gets caught, yeah. you try to shoot it. That's what the rip through is. 
Well, it's, it's so maddening. I'm going to see the Rockets. I know. In about a week's time. I saw I've got great seats. <laughs> Center court, 100 level. Wow. So if I make a sign, I could potentially get seen. I think I'm going to make some, Is it some on biting comments. No, I don't think. It's a Saturday game. Okay. So I don't know what it would be on. I'm going to make some biting comments about their style of play. They were really put daryl morey in his place you're gonna have to you're gonna have to keep us updated that night somehow yeah i might make a where's mellow sign (laughs) just hold that up of course they're probably gonna like destroy the blazers and then i'll just be embarrassed they might they're playing well i mean really james harden's playing well clint capella was good yesterday too but over like that team is still isn't very good they're they are super thin they are super thin they needed austin rivers to step up yesterday and he made a couple shots and timely shots that needed to be made but still i don't know i i don't think much of that rockets team even though they beat the thunder now what do you think about this question because i I do think this is a good question we talked about how they in general played good defense but sports fan 405 said why does okc continue to pull steven adams away from the basket and allow guys like capella and ad to get 20 plus rebounds and easy baskets why not show and drop him it's a wide open dunk or is a wide open dunk a tougher shot than a late contested three? Is Adams too heavy? <laughs> now he's fat. He can't stay in front of guards anymore. But I did notice that a lot because I am not a good X's and O's guy. But last or yesterday, there were so many plays where he would come off of Capella and then Capella would get switched like Westbrook on him or something. Poor Westbrook's trying to like put up with Capella. Yeah. And Capella got a lot of easy shots, especially in the first half. Yeah. He had like 14 points or something. And that is something I noticed. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think it's an interesting strategy that should be used against some teams. I think against guys like Gobert and even Capella, that dropping the big does make some sense. But they're they're not going to change their philo- their defensive philosophy. I understand it, and I I think that there is definitely some validity to it. But on most nights, the Thunder are dominating the boards themselves. Right. Um, but Adams do- he Adams is overhelping this season is is what i've seen on the perimeter uh on the weak side i feel like he's over helping way too much and i think that that's where the thunder get themselves in trouble probably more so do you but, think that's a, a the steven adams thing or is that just their system thing i think some of it's steve i think it's probably even habits that he had from last season because he feels like he, where needs he felt to, like he had to do yeah everything i mean he overhelps on guy like ferguson had has many many times had a perimeter player locked down as best as he could ready to contest a shot and steven will come out and almost like double team right and i just and it will lead to open shots at the rim yeah and so i feel like that's those are the times where it's like that's completely unnecessary to do that and that happens quite a bit because ferguson we haven't talked about him i thought he played really well yesterday he hit a couple threes i thought he defended harden really well uh you know he's he didn't have quite the size or length that dre does but I thought that he did probably the best job he could. I know that Harden, you know, he had 41 points, but still, right. I felt like he had to really work for him on, on 35 shots. I mean, it's not like the greatest efficiency in the world. So, I mean, I thought that he did, I thought he did a great job. And I did think in general, the team did good at not biting for those Harden fouls. Yeah. I mean, the Jeremy one, which wasn't even called, was like one where maybe they would have easily gotten called. Yeah. But there were a couple where, and it was frustrating for Harden, you could tell. Yeah, because like, he I don't remember how many free throws he had in that first half. But Oops. oh, what was that? To do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I th- yeah they made him work for those points, and Harden was great. That's just that's what it came down to is that in the battle of all the the stars that were on the court, Harden just played the best right. out of all of them. They uh, I don't like their logo. 
uh, I don't the like rockets. I don't like their font. <laughs> I don't like that there's only two main colors. It's yeah. just red and white. I thought the jerseys yesterday actually were like the most decent of their jerseys. Oh, really? Just because they were simple. Yeah. I don't like the ones that have the stuff on the side. What is know? that? It's rocket flames. What is rocket flames? I mean, from flames like a from real... a rocket. It's not okay. Yeah, I don't like them. I, I wish they would get new jerseys or a whole new name. Rebrand. <laughs> yeah, total rebrand. I wish they would just move out of this league. Yeah, he only had seven free throws that whole game. Yeah, James that's, that's pretty amazing that Westbrook had more free throws. Yeah. Than James Harden. That is amazing. Yeah. I thought Westbrook made great reads in the first half, and I thought that his decision-making was not great in the second. Yeah, it went down as the game went on. <laughs> it did, which is not the most encouraging thing. Right. Uh, but overall, I thought they played fine. They played fine enough to win the game. They were they were in the game. It feels like now, like, oh, man, they got killed by the Rockets. But, like, they were in the game. Yeah, they could have won that game. game. And it is frustrating that they continue to lose close games. They lost that game against Minnesota the other night, and there was a lot of... I thought it was a poorly officiated... The end of the game was very poorly officiated. Like, you can complain about those, but the Thunder didn't play well enough to win that one. Uh, they beat the, They did beat the Jazz in a close game, which they probably shouldn't have won that one. Yeah. Uh, but they get to play Phoenix in Phoenix on Friday. For the 10th time. It feels exciting. Like, yeah, this will be the last time they play Phoenix. Ugh. Now, uh, talking about clutch play, I looked it up. OKC is now 6-11 and in games that end up in clutch time, yeah. which is ahead of only the Knicks and the Pelicans in terms of winning percentage. Interesting. It's not going too well. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. And I think they're shooting like 21% from three in the clutch. That matches the eye test. Yeah, not great. <laughs> not great. <laughs> they do it. They're going to need to go get somebody. I think, do you still think that they're not going to make a trade or <laughs> acquisition of any kind? This is the first game where I started to waver. Yeah. I mean, if Fabrinas can't even be healthy... I some, didn't anticipate that. I know. <laughs> we have some Abrinas questions. So from at Superhero, is Abrinas the front runner for sick man of the year? I think the answer is yes. Yes. Superhero. He's, he's genuinely sick. It's not like he's out because he's injured, right? He's, yeah. he's just sick. Right. He's sick. And just like normal sickness stuff? Like we haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything. Big. Yeah. Oh, it's like he has mono or something. Yeah. Like Juancho Hernan Gomez did last year. Mm. sad uh also uh was alex sabrina's vaccinated at birth great question great question who knows how many communicable diseases he's going to all he's traveling a lot he is he could be picking up these things oh my goodness that might be what it is that's the problem yeah his parents were non-vaxxers mm. <laughs> thunder docs need to get on that they do vaccinate the man <laughs> it, it is a problem because he's really the only pure shooter on the team and if he can't stay healthy, because we all know that maybe he misses the next game because he's still sick. And then he comes back against Dallas. Well, he's going to be completely out of rhythm because right. that's the way that he that's the way that he functions. He plays well when he's like been in a nice rhythm and has played minutes. He usually plays pretty well. But if we, I just don't know if he's ever going to be able to stay healthy physically or vaccinatedly mm. i just don't know if it's going to be able to happen it's really it's it's become a concern at this point whether or not he's he's a guy that they can count on because they need shooting they need at least a shooter a shooter because <laughs> <laughs> patterson is obviously the new kyle yeah and abrinas just can't stay on the court and then you know i like giving diallo minutes 
but he's not not a guy that's going to draw the defense or make threes. The Thunder just needs somebody that can make a three. Okay, so who asked the question about the buyouts? Uh, I think it... And read off your list. Yeah, let me find my list real quick. It was a Sternlick, the underscore Sternlick. He's changed his Twitter handle a few times. He's on the uh, Starters Drop podcast a lot. He is. I hear him on Tweet of the Week. Yes. Shout out. Shout out. Do you ever want to do Tweet of the Week shout outs? Do you think those guys really, they just, you listen to the, you listen to the drop. Do you think they just really do hate? I mean, I think it's a bit now, but I don't think they would be upset if it really did go away. Yeah. It does feel like a bit. (laughs) Because the tweets are never good. No, They're it's always it bad. is it is a terrible segment. <laughs> it is unquestionably a terrible. Segment. I got on it once, and he didn't know how to pronounce Al Baby Cakes. What did he say? I, I don't know because I look at Al Baby Cakes, and I can't even imagine how else she would say it. I think it was like Alb Alb Baby Al Baby Cock. <laughs> Something like that. Maybe I think not that was it. I think that's what it was. Um, so, so at the underscore Sternlick was asking about: Are there any? buyout guys so potentially there was an article the other day on espn about buyout candidates that and it was a hot list it was a hot list there was a lot of guys on this list uh here we go so tell me which one of these guys so the thunder have a spot and they have some money they can spend on a guy so Oh my gosh, the internet is so slow right now. Okay, here we go. Uh, Carmelo Anthony. Oh, no, a bio candidate. No, thank you. Okay. Isn't he not allowed to come back? Um, is that because we traded him? I don't know. Well, we'll pretend it's true. Yeah. <laughs> they can't even think about it. Yeah, I'm trying. I don't, I don't know. Austin Rivers has been picked up since then. Mm. Robin Lopez. No. Not a candidate. Not a candidate for multiple reasons. He, would just, he might murder Jeremy Grant. Yeah, although somebody did ask about, do we need an enforcer? And he could potentially. Do you think we need an enforcer? I mean, it'd be fun because it feels like right now the craziest person on the team is Westbrook. And yeah. I don't like when he is in that role. <laughs> like he did it last night. He did one of his classic, like, oh, I didn't get the call, so I'm about to slap this guy as hard as I can and then turn around and get the technical for yeah. arguing. Yeah, he did that. He needs someone else to do that for him. Just a wild man off the bench. Just bring back Perk. Yes, I would love that. Who are the enforcers of the league right now? Though? There are none anymore. I mean, I guess Beverly. <coughs> but there's yeah. isn't, there's a difference between an enforcer and a dirty player. Yeah. Like, some guys are just dirty. Enforcers are guys, like kind of like Perk, where they play limited minutes. Yeah. That is one of their main strengths. It's kind of what the, he was known for. Go get Zaza. Yeah. Z- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay back to the list yeah. zach randolph talk about enforcers he yeah that is true he could be an enforcer off the bench <laughs> we've given up on shooting in 10 seconds now we're just trying to get an enforcer <laughs> zevo is shooting corner threes last year he didn't play at all for the kings though he doesn't he's at home i think he? there's a reason next yeah, i'm sure he's big next my favorite uh, anthony tolliver yes now a few weeks ago i brought up anthony tolliver and you were like what's the difference between him and tupac i think there's a difference now yeah, but he does. Okay, I, there's a difference now in our minds. There's yeah, a there is, and that counts for something. He doesn't play at all for the Timberwolves. Yeah, because they're crazy. Uh, <laughs> they're crazy. What are they doing? He didn't play at all. He okay. shot. Yeah, work. So sign me up for him. Okay, we'll pencil him in. Ennis uh, Cantor. No, I mean, I don't, I don't. Why would they? Just could to be nice. He's still good. No, I know, but why would they buy him out? Like, 
Yeah, it's he's just, not like helping them win games. Like just right. have him around. He's a good yeah. personality. Can't play Cantor. Can't play Cantor. Remember can't play Cantor? Yeah. That was sad. <laughs> Everybody wants him to come back, but we forget about can't play Cantor. Remember campaign Cantor? Nope. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Kenneth Fareed. No. He can't play for anybody. If, he, if he's not playing, everybody's like, oh man, look how deep this Nets team is. They got Kenneth Fareed. You can, you can soak up some backup minutes. Like, he didn't play at all he for doesn't. them. He doesn't. Not at I all. thought this list was a lot hotter. Jared Bayless. You see Jared Bayless without the headband the other night? No, I don't even know who he plays for. He got traded to the Wolves as part of... Where is he? Yeah. Is yeah. he still on the Sixers? No. No, okay. No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, okay, Iman Shumpert. Yeah. Yeah. If, if they really did buy him out, why not? He's, I don't, I don't he's shooting well from three this season. Yeah, that, I mean, it just depends on where they're at in April. Right, because they don't want. I don't think they want to play Justin Jackson. And if they have a chance yeah. to make the playoffs, they're just going to keep Shepard. Yeah. Uh, Kufus, no, no. Alec Burks. I mean, yeah, but wh- again, why would? Why are these people buying these people out? Why would it's the, Cav- the Cavaliers? I mean, they have nothing. Yeah. It would they, to save some money. I feel like they could trade him if they wanted to. Yes. He's making like twelve million. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, maybe not. Who's that next one? Oh, J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. What do you think? So that was one where when the Rockets were talking about it, I was like, what a joke. Yeah. Classic <laughs> Maury thinking he can just bring in anyone and it's going to work out in his little system. Meanwhile, it's like, wow. Well, Austin Rivers is like making threes for them. Yeah. <laughs> I think J.R. would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, the J.R., which we forget, but he was actually like a decent defender when he wanted to be. Yeah. And if if all he has to do is play 10 to 15 minutes off the bench for the Thunder and just come in and shoot threes. Right. I don't know. I would take it. I would do If that's your 15th spot, he's a minimum for the rest of the year. And if he, if he acts out, you just cut him. Right. The last one, Jabari Parker. No. Would you, you wouldn't want him playing the, uh, the Patterson minutes. No, I, I honestly think he would turn into another, like can't play canter. He's like, what would you do with him in the playoffs? Oh, you don't play him. Yeah. So what's the point? What are we doing? I don't know. He would probably, he would eat a lot of pizza here though. Does he, is he known for his pizza eating? He, he just looks big. I don't know. Does he not look big to you? Well, yeah, he doesn't even barely even plays anymore. He was on a little hot streak. He was yeah. scoring, scoring a lot. He needs to go to a bad team and just put up, he needs to go play for the Hawks. Yeah. Put him at the four for the Hawks and just see if he can play and play him. 30 minutes a night. That was a weird draft. It was a weird draft. Really weird draft. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was awesome against the Thunder the other night. He was. Oh, my dog is on the move. <laughs> he was He was really good. Okay. Uh, if you're watching s- on YouTube, know that it is uh, thundering outside, and my dog is terrified of thunder, <laughs> which is why he's curled up panting on my lap right now. <laughs> oh, He's so, so scared. So the, the buyout candidates... Usually do not make a huge impact, but if they could get a guy like Alec Burks or J.R. Smith, like they need to do something like that. That would be great. It, they have to be able to shoot. They cannot bring in like a Corey Brewer type who like oh, maybe he'll get hot or something. Yeah they they need to they need to find someone that can shoot. And, and Presley's even said that he said that before the season started. Either these guys need to shoot better, or we're going to go find somebody that will. Yeah. They need to go find somebody. Prove it, Sam. What What about this one? This one is not on that list. Ryan Anderson. No. 
Because what are you going to do in the playoffs? Like he can shoot, man. Yeah, I know, but that's that's why I like Tolliver. That's why I'm such a big Tolliver fan because he's not a zero on defense. Why do you why do you not like Anthony Tolliver? <laughs> I, I just think he's probably overrated in the minds of everybody. No, he is. I'm he is smart, and I'm so smart for bringing him up before anyone else. And when he comes here, you're going to feel like a dummy because he's going to be so good. And I'm excited. <laughs> why would why would the Wolves buy him out? Because they don't play him, and he's an, a veteran. Yeah, and he probably wants to go play. I mean, Taj is even getting upset about his minutes. Is he? Yeah, because uh, Dario came in and has been taking some minutes because he probably makes a lot more sense in, next to Towns. I think they buy out Taj instead and keep the the best player in the world, Anthony Tolliver. That's what I mean. That's what I would do. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> Anthony Tolliver's got such a shiny head. He does have a shiny head. Which would be exciting to have here in Oklahoma City. He's an interesting looking guy. I'm, I'm a fan though. Now, can I tell you some uh, stuff? Can we look at their upcoming schedule? Yeah. So they play at Phoenix. Okay. Win. They have Hopefully. To. They have to win that game. Phoenix play, has been better. They've been better. And also the Thunder typically, historically, do not play well in Phoenix. Great. The next game at Dallas. Dallas has been awesome at home. And Luca's been so good. The next game, Dallas at home, third game in four nights. Yeah, back to back. And then they actually start playing some teams at the Lakers, at the Blazers. The night before, I'm going to see the Rockets. They'll lose. Oh, that was a big, there's the big lightning. It's about the thunder really loud. Um, I'm worried about this upcoming schedule, though. They'll for sure lose to the Blazers in portland yeah and then the blazers will get destroyed by the rockets the next night when i'm there and harden will go off he'll have a 50 point triple double that sounds right you mark that down that sounds that sounds right yeah i mean it's they need to step up and win some of these games like they they have to beat phoenix it'd be great to beat dallas twice i don't think they will but it'd be great yeah dallas has similar issues with late game execution recently maybe no team will win the first tie first tie in nba history yeah that'd be cool what if a team went to like eight overtimes? I don't even know what the record is. I remember a college basketball game going like seven. Yeah, that was the Kemba yeah. game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing about Houston, though, so they've won seven of eight. Yeah. Six of those seven wins have been at home. Mm-hmm. So they've had a favorable schedule, even though they've been playing tough teams. OKC has a similar schedule at the end of the year. Yeah. So nine of their final 13 games are at home. Ooh. So it's something to look forward to. That's very nice. So even if they drop in the standings a little bit, they're going to have a ton of home games at the end. And they're against good teams, but they'll at least be home. This team is still in good position. They are. They're in great position. They're still a good team. Uh, at Ben Elephant King has a question. Yes. How great are the Rockets and Jazz? Am I right? I mean, best teams and least annoying players ever. Wish We wish them luck. <laughs> He's trying to reverse the, our, our curse. <laughs> Yes. I think that we're pay- we're definitely paying for our sins from Rockets Insider right no. now. No. Okay, listen. Somebody, it was uh, Ducari Sanchez. He said, when can we expect Alex's public apology for upsetting the karma gods? Yeah. So I wonder if there's anyone out there going, didn't Alex pick the Rockets over in the preseason? Didn't he lock it in? Wasn't Alex's big Christmas gift tickets to see the Rockets one day after the Thunder are there, by the way? <laughs> Was Rockets Insider just an elaborate reverse jinx? 
is Al Baby Cakes a Rockets mole who has infiltrated one of our most sacred Thunder podcasts? Who is watching Al Baby Cakes? Where did he come from? Do you think there's anybody out there starting Al Baby Cakes conspiracy theories? Oh, I hope so. What if I, I texted you one time because people were getting a little too excited for Rockets Insider, and I was like, "Hey, Andrew, do you think I should do a heel turn and just become like a Rockets apologist, <laughs> but be dead serious about it?" I just anger you every week. <laughs> we need, we do need to reverse this a little bit. We did. We just said how good they, James Harden been playing. Dante Exum, if you're a Jazz fan, you should be so excited. Dante. Wait, we don't know. We we can still hate the Jazz. Dante Exum. No, we've been we've beaten the Jazz. He's so athletic. No, <laughs> I'm not going along with this one. Okay, uh, Daniel House. Daniel. Did you know that's actually how you say it? Yeah. 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 The first Daniel. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. He was he's awesome. He's legit eight man rotation guy. Of course. Uh and Eric Gordon, could we say underrated? If if Daniel House gives you thirty three percent of what Ariza did and James Ennis gives you the other eighty percent, you add those together, I wish I had chosen different numbers, but you know, that's hundred and twenty three percent of Trevor Ariza. And thirteen percent. Yeah. And he's, yeah, and I, I like their character. They're character, guys. Their character team. They, is what I've always said. And it starts at the top. It does. Tillman Fertitta, his casinos are so classy. <laughs> okay, do you want to do some Twitter questions? Yeah, I do. All right. Uh, oh, I have some answers for this one. At Kyle E. Clark. Okay. After two straight losses to better teams, are there areas concerned with the schedule toughening up from here on out? How do we fare against tougher competition? Yeah. So I looked it up. Currently, OKC is 7-8 and eight against teams that are at 500 or above. Mm-hmm. But this stat is still going to be a little wonky because, for example, the Jazz are still a game under 500. So all yeah. we need to happen is the Jazz win their next game. All of a sudden, OKC is 9-8 and eight yeah. against teams that are 500. It is a weird number. And there's no teams outside of Denver. Denver, I think, is 11-7. and seven. But most teams are right around 500 against those teams. That's how that. That's like that's how the NBA. Here's how you become a 50 to 61 team: is that you 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 kill beat, the bad teams, you beat the bad teams, and then you're 500 or maybe a little bit better against the good teams. And let me tell you what the record is against people under 500. They're 14 and four. Yeah. So that's that's what you got to do. Now, this is a little interesting though. So it's not really helpful right now, but it is true that OKC has not played a ton of games against those type of teams yeah they've played 15 of those games as a comparison the clippers have played 21 games Hmm. the jazz have played 28 they've played 13 more games against teams that are at or above 500 wow than okc isn't that wild that is wild now another one the team that's played the fewest in the league what do you think so this is the team that's played the fewest number of games against teams that are at 500 or above houston no they're in the east Celtics? Yes. Really? Yeah. And so everyone made such a big deal about the Marcuses entering the starting lineup. Yeah. Go back and look at their schedule during that time. It was crazy. Now they just had a great win against the Sixers. Yeah. That's a nice one. In overtime. They always beat the Sixers though. They had their number. But man, they've been playing an awful schedule. And then I looked at that and I was like, wow, they haven't played many good teams yet. Um, But that was a nice one for them. Yeah. So yeah. So it's obviously, we're about to go into a harder part of the schedule. I, th- I feel like the end of February into March is where it's terrible. They just, they need to, they either need to go get somebody else or Schroeder or somebody needs to start playing better. Right. Yeah. 
Because I think Paul, like, I think Russell Westbrook is going to get better. I feel like he's looked better. I know he didn't shoot the ball great yesterday. I know his shooting percentages are really bad. But he, he has, like, the look of a guy that's figuring it out. Right. So, and then Paul George has been awesome. Steven Adams has been great. You know, Jeremy Grant's been great. They just need a shooter. Did you know, have you noticed Westbrook's new free throw routine? We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done that stuff. Yeah. What, do you breathing. think he needs a new one? He does a deep breath. I don't know. I, I just, I honestly think yesterday was a step in the right direction. Seven, yeah. seven to 10. Obviously you want him to make more than that, but if he's shooting, if you're at 70%, that's almost 10 percentage points better than what he shot this season. I wonder if he walked to the rim and back. Cause you can go that far of a distance. And they probably won't stop you. You can walk forward instead of backward. Yeah. What if you walked backwards toward the rim? To the rim. <laughs> did you see? Did you same? see what happened at the Houston game? I think it was pregame. He was walking backwards and ran right into a like a, a Rockets ball girl. Oh no! Tumbled to the ground. Oh no! Some are saying she flopped, but she tumbled. <laughs> Luckily, she was okay, and Russell helped her out. Okay. How many gifts or traditions would you give up in exchange for a Thunder victory over the Rockets on Christmas? How many gifts? Would you give up that uh, Super Nintendo Classic? No. No <laughs> way. Learning about Andrew's true colors today. No way. No way. Uh, Cares more about his I'm video games. His Fortnite. His V-Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I've, n- I've actually never played Fortnite. <laughs> uh, what's a V-Buck? It's not important. Okay. <laughs> I Gotta get skins. I don't I give up all my presents for it, I guess, except for the Wow, really? The Nintendo wasn't. You must have gotten terrible presents. Gift. <laughs> I got some nice clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see. Oh, my son made me a blanket. Nice. Made it? Mm-hmm. Knitted it? <laughs> Crocheted it? No, it was with he made it w- with his with his grandma. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a nice blanket. That's sweet. But I give it up for a thunder win. <laughs> I'm just about to give it up this second. I'd burn it myself. Uh, traditions, I don't know. Probably, I don't, it, it's one win. I don't really, I don't care that much. Mm, what, wow. it, what would you give up? Uh, I would give up the tradition of uh, my wife's family taking pictures for 30 minutes while everyone <laughs> makes fun of how bad I look in pictures. <laughs> this happens every year. I look terrible in pictures. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. I don't know why. What are you doing? I get fatter. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> they press the button on the camera and I blow up. You do weird smiles or no, something? No, I don't know. I'm just terrible at it. And the, and now it's like a running joke. Too much pressure. Which is not funny to me. It's probably just too much pressure. Probably. <laughs> um, what is, this is from at Ben underscore Burke 10. What is your valuation of the ref's performance so far this season? Also, what's your favorite Christmas dinner item to eat? Okay. Uh, I think the rest have been fine. They've had bad games. They've here's the thing. Here's a smart NBA take about okay. refs. Okay, hardest sport to ref. This is hardest the sport. hardest. These of, guys are so fast. Hardest of the four major sports to officiate. Yes, there it is. <laughs> that sounded so smart. It did. I don't know if it's true. I've never I've refed n- a game in my life. I have no idea if that's true, but yeah. it seems right. Sounds uh, right. Yeah, I mean. Look back to that last season. I mean, the th- they're going to miss calls. They missed Giannis stepping oh, out of bounds last season. Yeah, we're season. coming up on that this week in Thunder history. I, I didn't bring that up, but that was uh, yeah. just a year ago. Also, the Timberwolves, the end of the, the game against the Timberwolves last year. I mean, th- they're going to miss stuff, but I don't, I don't feel like they've been particularly that bad this year. Here's what you do if you're one of those fans, because I know the Timberwolves game was a particularly tough one. 
you go, you fly down to Dallas Love Field. Okay. Yeah. You go to the Chili's Two there, uh-huh. and you watch the game on GameCast on your ESPN app, and you don't know what's going on. That's what I did. <laughs> and, I, and when it ended, I was just like, oh, that was a pretty close game. <laughs> no idea what happened. I know. <laughs> did you get anything at the Chili's too? Uh, yeah, man. I got a turkey bacon avocado sandwich. Oh, pretty good. Yeah. And I had a local uh, Dallas beer, local oh. Dallas IPA. Sounds pretty good. It was a $10 beer. $10? I spent $70 at a Chili's what? in an airport. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite Christmas dinner item to eat? Uh, I had some great turkey yesterday. Oh, really? Courtesy of CBS Sports Radio. Really? Gave, gave me a turkey. A whole turkey? Yeah. Cooked? Not cooked. We had to cook it, but oh, it was good. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's nice of them. Yeah, it was delicious. And you, uh, do you do any, you fry, fry it or you deep fry it? Do you do anything fancy? No. Put it in the oven? Just in the oven, man. Yeah? Like five hours. Nice. It's delicious. Sounds great. It has this little thing in it that's like, it, it pops up when the turkey's ready, like this little red thing. So you don't even have to check it. You just check for the little thing to pop up. And that's part of turkeys? All turkeys have this? I don't this? know. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's an organ? It comes in a bag. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm I don't you know that much that. about turkeys, but it was delicious. Had My, a turkey sandwich on the way over here. Oh, on the way over while driving? Well, yeah. Dangerous. Um, that's buzz driving. Constantly. <laughs> constantly eating while driving. Uh, My Way's family makes a dish... Um, I guess you'd call it a side, really. I don't know if it's unique to their family. Yeah. Uh, but it's called alcohol. <laughs> and the great thing about it is it gets better with each helping. <laughs> and let's just say, I went back for a second yesterday, Andrew. What'd you have? I had a couple glasses of red wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a couple beers. Oh. And then uh, my brother-in-law, who can drink a lot more than me, <laughs> he made me old fashions. Oh. Which I had never had an old fashioned before. What is I don't, that? I don't really drink liquor. I still don't know. Oh. It's, there's whiskey in it, and mm-hmm. I, it came with an orange peel. Oh, it was fine. Sounds I drank it. Fancy. It was great. Did you feel fancy? Yeah, a little fancy. Yeah. Um, all right. Next question. Oh, I, so I thought this was an interesting one because I did start thinking about this. This is from Always and Forever Art. Oh, yeah. Loyal listener. Did this game highlight the importance of Robertson to you? Hmm. It did for me, not because Ferguson played poorly uh, because he did great but paul george faded in the fourth because he was guarding harden having to score with robertson back paul george never has to guard the best player if robertson returns healthy then he starts and finishes on the opposing team's best player when he sits ferguson comes in and guards the best player mm-hmm. allowing george to play passing lanes and concentrate on the offense more i think it's 100 percent correct yeah and it's something that you know two weeks ago this team was kind of clicking the bench was clicking and I, I was thinking out loud on Twitter saying, like, I wonder how many minutes they really need of Robertson. And maybe that's still true. Like, maybe they still don't need him to be the Robertson that he was in his past two seasons. Yeah. But they can definitely use him. It's not an, and it's not an every night deal. But if you remember back to last Christmas, he was basically the reason that they won. Because he was guarding James Harden the whole time. Yeah. And was really great. At, he's he's the best guy to guard James Harden in the NBA, as long as he's healthy. And so, yeah, it, he makes a huge difference in games like this. Yeah, if you imagine having Ferguson, George, and Robertson as options. And you can put them all out there at the same time. Yeah. And have the switchy defense. You, I mean, they'd be unstoppable, the most unstoppable defense ever. Unstoppable defense? Do you say that? Yeah, the most unstoppable. The, their defense can't be stopped. The most stopping defense? Yeah, the most stopping. That's the most right constipating either. defense in the league. I just don't, how do you say that? 
Oh, no. The best, easily the best defense in the NBA. Easily. Easily. <laughs> Westbrook, Ferguson, George, Robertson, and then you can put Grant there, Adam too. Adam Grant, yeah. That's great. Switch it up. That would be great. I don't know if it's going to happen this season. I'm really worried about Dre. And they could not make a shot. That's true. I guess Ferg, like Ferg has been fine. What are his splits? What are his splits? Oh my gosh. Another big lightning bolt. There's a lot of lightning. Bolts. Can you hear my dog panting? A little bit. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's a good effect. Uh, he's 31% on the season, which is not, not great. Not great. But I feel like he's shot better recently. He started the season so... Remember how bad he was to start the season? Yeah, we were thinking of wanting to send him to D-League, G-League. Wanted to. Would have done it. (laughs) (laughs) Tried to. Tried to do it. Drove down. Realized it didn't have the power. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like he's he's been a lot better as of late. You walked into the media room during a game. Where do we submit our suggestions for Mr. Presti? Where's the suggestion box? Samuel, I want to send, can we send Terrence down to the G League, please? Yeah, in December, he is, let's see, 11 of 28 from three, which is pretty good. Is it? That sounds like right around, is that, oh, that's a little bit better than 33%. Yeah. If he shot that for the season, that's fine. That's fine, right? That would be fine. And so I think if you put that lineup out there, I think you obviously are going to have trouble manufacturing points, but your defense is going to be just that good. He's 30. That's 39% in the month of December. He closed last season really well, right? He did. Yeah. Second half. Post all-star. And he was 10 of 30. So he started the season one of 13 from three. Mm. Just just killing his percentages. Killing him. Revved you up. But since then, he's in the mid 30s. Okay. Not bad. That's good. And, and, and we can throw out the beginning of the season anyways, because those first four games were weird. So terrible. So who cares? He had his individual, in the, six, the first six games for Ferguson, he had an offensive rating of 66 and a defensive rating of 112. <laughs> he was so bad. We were right. We, we were, were right. Yeah, we don't have to we apologize were right. for that. And now, so in the month of December, and I, I know the... Uh, for those statners out there they're like well the individual rankings they don't amount to a whole lot all right just just chill out for a second just hit the 15 skip thing a couple times so you don't have to even listen to me but offensive rating of 120 defensive rating of 110 in the past month that's great that's great he's been he's been really good for the thunder so far he's he and diallo i and we have to remember this that the thunder this isn't like all the other seasons that we've had since 2016. I feel like there's a lot of PTSD with Thunder fans from 2016 until this point. This is not like their only shot with this team. True. In fact, like they can go out and find other guys in the off season that maybe fit a little bit better next to all these guys. And it's amazing to me. I still can't get over like, not just that Paul George is here, but how much she seems to enjoy it. Yeah. Like both in that article about them going down to Houston for Christmas, Mm -hmm. there's a long Paul George quote about like how great the organization is and like how family focused they are. Um, Because they flew down his girlfriend and his daughters. Yeah. Um, And then there's another Brett Dawson article about him visiting the memorial. Yeah. Um, Which is great. I think we're, our video is dead on YouTube. That's okay. just keep listening, everybody, if you're still there, all four of you. Yeah. So he's 
moving into his prime right now. I know Russ hasn't played well. He's going to play better. But if and Paul move, George is totally bought in. Is, totally is what I was saying. If moving forward, if Paul George is your best player, Russ is your second best player, Stephen Adams your third, and then you fill in around them with Jeremy Grant, and if you can go find guys that can shoot the basketball, like they're going to have time to get a team that's better than what this is today. And also, look at the improvement from Ferguson from year one to year two. Yeah, it's huge. He was he was unplayable at the end of last season, and now he's like a legitimate starting shooting guard. He's not like one of the best, right? but he's a guy that you're like, okay, I can't question them starting him. He's been that good. Like Diallo is a guy that could improve as well in the off season. And they can go find a, a backup four that can shoot it and maybe go find somebody else like Wayne Ellington or somebody like that. And remember and that they have their pick this year, which probably won't help next season, but just to have another cheap contract they do have their pick. That'll pick, be helpful. That pick is going to be important. Yeah. And you know that Sam is going to do his homework and, those guys don't always work out. You're gonna be, they'll be picking in the twenties, like twenty fifth or something like that. But right. still, like you can find somebody. Like this, it's a decently important draft, and also they can trade that pick after they they can select somebody for somebody right. else and trade it. So this pick is really important for this team. I feel like, and it's it's underrated. If they can go find a backup four that can shoot it, that'd be great. But at that point, you're really if you can hit on that pick. I don't care what position they play you've gathered enough young assets where it's like, oh, I thought I'd like have some trade chips now. Yeah. Ferguson, Diallo, this current pick, Jeremy Grant. Like that's like that's a, a good those are some good young assets that could be dealt with. I feel like better. you're about to make a offer for Anthony Davis there. You're getting really close. <laughs> you know that's what the fans want. That's what they want to hear, Andrew. Ferguson, Diallo <laughs> the twenty fifth pick. Yeah. And Steven Adams. Oh, I, I didn't know you're going to add him in there. Are you sure we can't just give them Schroeder, Andrew? <laughs> I feel sure like I'm on Twitter or Reddit right now. <laughs> Can we not just give them Schroeder instead? <laughs> like, that's not a terrible offer. It really isn't. It depends on what you think of Diallo. But if you feel like he has a high ceiling, like, that's not the worst offer in the world. Oh, if there's any way you could get AD while keeping Paul George and Russell Westbrook, I, you would have to do it. You have to do it. You have Unless to. he says, there's no way I'm staying, no matter what. You still do it. To have a year? Oh, man. If you had a year. That's so scary. That's so scary. I don't care, man. Get a year. I mean, I believe in Paul and Russ. You know, I, I feel like they could get convince those them. three. That'd be so stupid. I'm sorry that we're talking about this right now, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to apologize. All right. I'm going to ask you another Twitter question. <laughs> okay. From at CJ... It, Capraro. Capraro. That sounds right. Who has the worst fans? Oh, our three options are Rockets, Uh Jazz, Uh or Warriors. Uh I have a very strong opinion. I feel like the Lakers need to be thrown in there, too. Yeah, we'll throw in the Lakers as well. They have terrible fans. So here's my thoughts. First of all, I, I wouldn't say Warriors, and here's why. Okay. Because I would be acting the exact same way. If oh. I was in Warriors fans' position. We would be insufferable. I would be so obnoxious because... Oh. Listen, their fans for years and years were always held up as like, these are these are what good fans are. Like, this team has been terrible for years and years and years. They always show up. They are really good fans. So it's finally... The, it's the bandwagon people that people are annoyed by. Right. right. Those are the worst. But like, they're actual Warriors fans. Like, I would be the exact same way. I'd be terrible. We would be awful. Yes, we'd be awful people. So I don't really blame them for that. So I'm not... I'm not I, don't, I wouldn't put them at the top. 
the Rockets, I honestly think Rockets fans and Thunder fans have a lot more in common than we would like to believe. Okay. Because, you know, I was spending a lot of time on Rockets Reddit. Mm-hmm. You kind of learn that, like, they're very willing to make fun of their team when it goes bad. Yeah. Like they're very uh, emotional about their own team. Yeah. They defend Harden's style of play the same way we d- defend Russ's style of pre- play. I, th- I think Maury and Sam Presti. Exactly. We both have smart GMs. Yes. I, and we're always in trades. We're always in trade rumors. Yeah. So I, I think we actually share a lot in common with them. We just mm-hmm. don't like them because they're the Rockets, which we fun. hate the Rockets. Yeah. The Jazz, however. The Jazz are a different breed of fan. There are little demons out there. I'm just going to read you a few things about the Jazz. Now, the one that everyone knows is the Derek Fisher thing. Yeah. So remember, Derek Fisher played for the Jazz. His daughter got cancer in her eye. And so he had to fly away for a game, but he came back and showed up in the middle of a game. Yeah. Got a standing ovation. All the Jazz fans loved him. After that season, he didn't want to have to keep flying her to either New York or LA. Mm-hmm. So he ended up signing with the Lakers. He comes back for a game against the Jazz. Apparently, rumors were that people were chanting cancer. And then there is a photo of a guy when he's shooting a free throw covering his eye, referencing his daughter. Who oh had my gosh, cancer. that is not cool. Not cool at so all. So he, he didn't just sign with the Lakers. He asked out of his contract That's with true. the Jazz. Yeah, so it's it's different than just like anybody asking out of a contract, right? Or anybody just signing with a different team. Like, who cares? It's Derek Fisher. Like, he's just, right. Yeah, yeah, he's not that good. But he, yes, he asked out, which is not. I don't know how many times this happened in NBA history. Yeah, and then went and signed with the team that won and won the championship. Right. Whatever. Then last year, I didn't. I didn't remember this. So Utah's front office and players had to address their fans before game three against the Houston Rockets last year because there were so many things last year that they were getting like bad reps for. Oh, really? There was a thing. Well, there's a bunch of stuff with Westbrook, which we remember. Yeah. Like that idiot fan that was back again this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like coming out on the floor and getting in his face. Right. And then there was the guy who like held up his phone right in Harden's face and Harden hid it away. Yeah. But listen to this. So I, by the way, if you type in jazz fans worst fans in the nba ton of hits <laughs> ton of great content out there uh, i thought this was really funny so this is tj simers he he used to work for the la times he yeah. was a journalist he once called salt lake the most miserable place on earth wow he went on to say the jazz arena is what you might expect if they had an annual convention for serial killers oh my gosh <laughs> that what a great quote that is a great quote and then rick buecher formerly of ESPN radio once said, and he later had to apologize for this. Hey, they are Mormons and they are in Salt Lake and there is nothing else there. You know, they got to smile and be happy all the time. This is the one opportunity for those people to get vicious. <laughs> he eventually had to come out and apologize for connecting jazz fandom with uh, Mormondom. I'm, I'll bet he did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's so much out there, both like obviously from players, like you hear it from Ennis Cantor. Yeah. He said they were like the worst fans in the world. Yes. You hear it from, I feel like Westbrook said something before. Yeah. They just have a reputation. Yes. And so th- that's why I would nominate them. And that team isn't fans. just insufferable. Yes, they are insufferable. I just don't know. I, and, <laughs> and they always were insufferable. Like even going back to like the Stockton and Malone days. Oh, yeah. Like Stockton is the, well, he's not, it's not a secret anymore, but he, I didn't know it at the time that he was like the dirtiest player in the league. Oh, yeah. And now you hear about it. He'd punch you right in the nuts if he was in this room right now. He would. He would. <laughs> Wouldn't think twice. Uh, you know what won't punch you in the nuts? Give me a hint. 
Andy's frozen custard. Andy's frozen custard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's two locations here in OKC. If you're living in Oklahoma City, so there's one uh, north in Edmond, and it's it's great. And there's one on Northwest Expressway. They're both. They're just so good. They make their custard fresh hour by hour. Right now, you can go get the candy cane concrete, and I like to put Oreo in with the candy cane, and it's easily the best combination that I've ever found. And I'm going to be super sad when it's gone. But you can go get that today. They have locations in Texas, all throughout the South, Arizona, uh, Arkansas for sure. Go check out Andy's Frozen Custard and support the people that support Down to Dunk. Do you want to do a a few more Twitter questions? Yeah, there's one uh, that actually someone had asked uh, Mikey Barron. Oh. That I thought was a really interesting question. It was from at Johnny Ho 34. Rank these accolades from most to least likely. Oh, yeah, and I yeah, added yeah. one. Okay. So the ones he wants us to rank, Paul George for MVP, mm-hmm. Paul George for Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Schroeder for Sixth Man of the Year, Jeremy Grant for Most Improved, Billy for Coach of the Year, Presty for Executive of the Year, Russ averaging, averaging a triple-double, and then the one I'm going to add is Steven Adams makes an all-star game. Okay. What's the most likely? I think Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double might be the most likely. I think that is correct. Then I would put Paul George, Defensive Player of the Year, next. I would as well. Uh, If the Thunder can finish in the top two, I think that Executive of the Year could be a thing for Sam. Yeah. I'm trying to think who would be like the big obvious ones for that. Rob Palenka. He brought in LeBron and signed Lance Stevenson and JaVale. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can get there with old Rob. I mean, there's not a lot of great candidates this season because there wasn't a ton of movement. Like maybe if the Sixers were off to a super hot start, but they won't, they're not. Right. Celtics are not. I think he's got a chance at it this season with what he did to turn this team around. And if they can be legit Western Conference Finals contenders, right? I think that that could happen. I think least likely for me would be Jeremy Grant getting most improved just because there's it's too a, much. That's a hard one to win. There's too much Siakam buzz. Yeah. Too much Siakam buzz. There's Derek Rose buzz, which I feel weird about getting no. most improved. Yeah. Oh my gosh. People are talking about that. Um, the next least likely, I feel like Paul George MVP. That'd be insane. That's not going to happen. He would have to do what he did over the course of an entire season. Like and I'm 40. only not putting him last just because even just him being in the conversation would be incredible he's and in, i do think that's a possibility he's in the conversation yeah i, th- I don't think Schroeder's gonna win six man no he's they're, they're not gonna kill him. no one's even talking about him no some people are like well it's a good acquisition but nobody talks about him he's got the numbers to be the six man right if somebody would just if somebody if zach lowe or somebody mark stein or somebody like said you know what i think that he's the six man like they, he'd he could win it yeah because he's he has the numbers that's probably going to be Derek Ross. Do you think he'll end up playing enough minutes? Six man. Six, I don't the know. I don't know. Derek Rose is going to win something. Because it's definitely not Terry Rose here. And then Billy's never going to get coach of the year. Coach Bud's going to get it. There's, or there's, oh, yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. many guys. Jaeger. There's two. Billy's not. And Billy's been great. I mean, he's been really, really good this season. But yeah, he's not. And he doesn't have one of those identities like as a coach. Like Coach Bud has like an aura to him. It's going to be Bud. People love. Yeah. He, he, he changed the culture of the team. He changed culture. He, and actually, he kind of did. I'm he making did. fun of them, but he actually, <laughs> he actually did that. So here's a question from, so I promise that I would read this. It's, it's actually an email. Oh, wow. Um, what do you think Diallo's max ceiling is? 
he he thinks that he could be a Westbrook type of guy. That good? What? That's what that's what our emailer um, Watani Reddo says from Japan. Mm. I don't see that. I mean that that type of ceiling is it's so rare. But I do think that like being a starter in the NBA is not out of the question for him. Maybe like think, Covington. He has like this. Yeah, he's not he's not as big as yeah. as Rob Cove. Rob Cove. I mean, what are his ultimate strengths? His athleticism is probably his like biggest strength. His defense and athleticism and his ability to make plays is going to be, yeah. those are his strengths. If he can ever, it's really going to be, can he learn to shoot? Yeah. If he could ever learn to shoot the basketball, then he's, I don't know like who the comp is, but a crazy athlete that can shoot the ball, like that's a... people. He's a guy that can start and play a lot of minutes. And even if he doesn't, get the shooting like where he's ends up being really good. What about like a Marcus smart type where he just has a ton of value. He just makes plays every time he's on the court. Yeah. Like someone like that. Yeah. He's a little, he's different, definitely different than that. But I think that he's a guy that can, if he can just come in and make a defensive impact and then create stuff on the offensive end. That's great. Who is that guy? I'm trying to think of guys that do that. Crazy athletes. Oh, like a Pascal Siakam. <laughs> I'm like an old Pascal. I don't know. Like an OG Ananobi. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm having trouble thinking of like role players that do that. Yeah. Because he's, he's more skilled than a Danny Green type of guy. But a, a similar probably impact as a Danny Green type of guy. Right. That's not. He's not a superstar, but he's a guy that can really help you win and does like all the little things. Yeah, he's he's good. I, I I believe in his future. He and it's funny that he and Ferguson are about the same age. Yeah, um, and it seems like oh, you need to trade one of them. I don't know. I just, you have them on cheap deals. Like if a big time trade ever came up, then yes. But you're not just going to trade them to go get like an Avery Bradley or somebody like that. Like that would be yeah. silly. You got to let those guys develop because if one of those guys next season. But the season after can be like high impact. I mean, that's that's how you win championships without doing what the Warriors did, is that you have this core and then you have somebody emerge. And they already have one guy in Jeremy Grant. If they can have one more guy, like I don't think it's far fetched to say this team could be a championship caliber team if Durant leaves the Warriors. Yeah. We good? I, I, Anything I got, else? I got um yeah. from from J S Undies. I don't know. That's easy. J.S. Undies? No, it's J.S.N.D.Y.S. How am I supposed to say that? All right. He said, what's the most shocking change noticed upon returning to OKC as an expat? Oh, yeah. Question for me. Yeah. Well, my mother lives in uh, Midtown. Yeah. I was here for the day opening of the streetcar. Oh, you were. I wrote it. You did. You wrote it for yeah. free. It was great. You know, you read these old timey, uh, or you hear about these old timey history books. Like people in the olden days would like all get dressed up in their Sunday's best to go like wave at ships that are leaving, you know, or something like that, or like wave at the train. Right? There were people waving at the streetcar. It really? was great. Did so, your mom wave at the streetcar? Uh, we were on. People were waving at us. Oh, good. She okay. was waving to them though. <laughs> um, but it was funny that this guy got on. He was like a middle aged dad. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, well, me and my family, uh, we wrote it last night, so I just thought I'd come out and see what it was like in the daytime. <laughs> He's just riding it by himself. No family to be seen. Just wanted to see what it was like in the daytime. You know, might be different. You don't know. It's, it's like it was last night, but lighter. <laughs> yeah. 
but that, I mean, that is pretty wild because it is crazy. That's a very Portland thing. I mean, we have streetcars everywhere. And so to see one that's way newer than our streetcars and it's a weird route. I don't know. Is your mom going to use it? She already bought a year pass. She did. Okay. Cause it goes to her church. So it's like, that's really great. quick for her. So yeah. So the question with the streetcars is, is it actually functional? Right. And I think for drunk people yeah. going to Bricktown, mm-hmm. if people still do that, I think it's a great way yeah. to do that. It's safer and it's more fun than like an Uber yeah. and it's probably way cheaper. But where's the starting point? That's, that's the whole thing. Cause like most people, if you don't live here in Oklahoma city, most people don't live in the city. Right. And that's the problem. That's the only problem that I see with them is that people like your mom, I think it's perfect for them because yeah. they can actually use it and it's functional. But for everybody else, it seems like like a novelty type of thing. It will be. I do. I'm interested to see. I've heard it was like packed on Thunder Game Days. Oh, really? Um, so I'm wondering if people are just parking farther away where yeah. it's easier and like going to dinner and then going to the game. That makes sense. That would be cool. That would be cool. Um, that's a good date night. You're just riding it all night. <laughs> well, riding it to and to and fro. <laughs> right. No, it's like it's a, it, it is a fun novel thing, but it's it's interesting. Yeah, it makes the city more interesting. I hate the license plates. That's my negative. What are they? Your your license plates. Your new Oklahoma license. Oh, I don't like them. Hard oh, to read. Okay. I like the old ones. I like the shield. <laughs> the shield is cool. Yeah. Uh, you know what else is cool? Oh my gosh. Uh, what's it? Uh, the per, no uh, the yeah the mule. The mule is also cool. It's in uh, downtown Oklahoma City in the Plaza District. It's a gourmet grilled cheese restaurant. They have a great bar. If you're looking Friday night, I've got friends in town. What am I supposed to do? Where do I take them? Take them to the mule. You can get them a macaroni pony, a BCLT. Try the onion rings. They're really good. Their uh, tomato soup is great, but they also have a great bar. They have a great beer selection. They've got a great staff, great people that work there. So please go check out the mule. It's a delicious restaurant and support the people that support down to dunk. I saw somebody that went uh, to the Mule and to Andy's Frozen Custard, supporting the people that support Down to Dunk the other night. They took pictures, put it on Twitter. If you do that, if you go and support us, please tweet it at us. We it's cool. Uh, <clears throat> I went with Dane and Luke. Oh, yeah? And uh, we put in our name at five different places. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I had told, a 45-minute wait. Luke told me about this. Yeah. We ended up at Empire. They were the first to come through for us. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I got to see the press for the first time. Oh, it's great. And I've been to the Mule. Yeah. Follow, follow the press and the Mule on uh, social medias at the Mule OKC or at the Press OKC. You can check out what it's all about. They tweet out and uh, Instagram things that are great. So, uh, any other questions that intrigued you? No. I think that was about it. Thank you guys for listening, for tuning in on YouTube, at least for a little time while my camera is working. I know there's, there's still people listening, so thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll uh, have this pot out later on. So if you want to listen again, if you just don't have anything else to do, that'd be great. Uh, hope you guys have a great, great day. Uh, please follow Alex on Twitter at AlBabyCakes. And Instagram now. What's up? Really? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it's all dog content. Deborah Buckets. It really is. Go follow Deborah Buckets on Instagram. Uh, you can follow our, our podcast on Twitter at Down to Dunk. Follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht. If you just take 10 seconds, maybe even 20 seconds today, to leave us a five star iTunes review, that would mean a lot to us. I see all the reviews. Uh, if you haven't gotten us a Christmas present, that's a great Christmas present to get us. Just five stars on iTunes. Uh, it's really helpful to us. If you guys have an awesome day, 
Alex will be back with us. Friday show is going to be special on Friday. We've got something special planned. Alex has been working really hard on this, so you're going to want to tune in. We will be on YouTube. Hopefully, I'll have my camera issues fixed so you can watch it. Uh, so subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to us on whatever platform that you listen to us on. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys again on Friday morning.